Hello, hello, and welcome to another June episode now of M's Gems. And so I'm excited to support you guys today. All right, so let's get into the question. Tiffany in the group, she left the question. My question's more about building micro offers and figuring out how to go more into teaching as opposed to coaching. I'm a one-on-one -on -one coach and love coaching and diving deep, but I want to add more offers in and I'm just trying to get clarity on how exactly I should be doing it or what I should be doing or if I should be doing micro coaching containers in a group setting. I don't know. Thank you. Okay. So this is a really good question and honestly, it's very common because people, once they fill up their one-on-one -on -one or once they're a good place with their one-on-one, -on -one, the biggest question is always, what do I do next? And here is my biggest, biggest piece of advice. So I think the most common mistake when you guys are filling up your one-on-one, -on -one, you're good with one-on-one -on -one and you're like, what's next? is that people want to jump right into micro offers all the time. And my biggest hesitation with that isn't that I don't believe in micro offers. Clearly I do. My business, like a lot of my income comes from micro offers and clients moving on to like evergreen offers after that. But I highly recommend just so that you're not selling these, you know, short group programs and mini minds and paid masterclasses out of scarcity that before you jump into that, let's build out an offer that builds solid long-term reoccurring revenue. So this could be for you, your next move could be a mastermind. Your next move could be a high ticket group program that maybe comes with a course and people are following you know, certain steps or certain parts of a curriculum and then coming to the calls and asking you questions. And guys, my first big group program Honestly, it was built out over time. My first round, I taught on the calls and then I left time for Q&A. And then those calls became a part of the course. And then I added to it in my free time. I would shoot like little videos to like add to those calls. I would upload documents and PDFs and that became the course. And then going forward, the future rounds, it was like, clients would just come to the calls and get hot seat coaching, right? Because they had lifetime access to this course on the back end. And so the calls were very much used for hot seat coaching. And then there was support in between. So some of the things I would say not to do is the mistake that I made. And again, I didn't know any better. I gave everybody in the group one-to-one -one Voxer support. So it wasn't a group Voxer. And I think there, it would have been more powerful the first round to make it a group. So obviously everybody could see each other's wins. It wasn't just like they were sharing it with me because so many people got results the first round that I just wish everybody was able to see it. So that's the one shift I would probably make is like if I'm going to do a group boxer or a Slack channel or something like that, I want to make sure it's definitely group. And then what I would always say to the clients is like, if you have a question or a share that's a little bit more personal with Slack, you can message the coach privately, but I would always encourage them, like, please use the group chat because if you think anyone else can benefit from your question, like that's the power of being in a group. Now, if you don't want to do a group program, a mastermind is a really good next step because this is going to allow you to have kind of a middle tier offer 
between maybe your entry level offer, which might just be right now, you're doing like paid masterclasses, free masterclasses. I mean, guys, this was my product suite literally for two years. I had a high ticket group program one-on-one, -on -one, and then I was doing free masterclasses for two years, almost over two years. And then once I decided, okay, I want to close down my high ticket group program, I want to close down my group program and I want to do a mastermind instead because like future focusing, right? I was zooming out in my business and I was like, I do want to have a mastermind. So I'm not always filling my calendar with one-on-one -on -one calls. That was one reason. Second reason is I wanted people to work, be able to work with me at a high level who couldn't necessarily like weren't at a place cash flow wise to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, but still wanted that customized coaching. They wanted a mastermind experience, right? And I know for me, like the only way I could sell a mastermind is by being a part of one. And I knew that there were a lot of women who were coming to me being like, I want to have a mastermind. I want to have a mastermind. And I wanted to give them that opportunity to actually experience one. The third reason was I was ready to raise my one-on-one -on -one prices and I wanted to make the price point that my one-on-one -on -one was beforehand, which was selling really consistently. I actually wanted that to be the price point of my mastermind instead. And this was cool because now it was a 12 month commitment to be in my mastermind. So rather than my high ticket group program, which was just a three or six month commitment, now I wanted to have something that was a year long commitment because honestly, guys, it fits with what I believe in too. Like the longer that someone's with me, the more I can get to know their business, the more things we can build out together long-term. And honestly, at that level, like for me, even as a client, like I look at me working with someone long-term is almost like life insurance. Like I look at my coach as like, Hey, like, this is what I'm coming to you, like knowing that I need support with, but I know that there's going to be things that come up along the way that I can't even foresee yet. Like, I don't even know that they're coming and I've never experienced them before. And so just knowing that you're there to support me, right. It's, it's literally like having life insurance in a person and in a mentor. So that's really huge. And I wanted to be able to offer people that. Now, once I launched the mastermind, then it was a really good idea for me to then step into micro offers because rather than having this big group program that I had been running that taught like 20 things on how to get your business off the ground, now I wanted to actually break those up into separate group programs and possibly like, you know, pop up mini masterminds where each was focused on one topic at a time. Because what I found is that it was very overwhelming for me to sell a group program where I was like, I'm going to teach you this, 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 and this. And it was also really overwhelming for the client who was coming in there and they didn't have anything in place. And, you know, they were learning everything for the first time and they only have 12 weeks, right? So I really wanted to make shorter group programs that were two or three weeks long. One was about launching, one was about building a hotter audience, one's about, you know, creating your product suite and building no-brainer offers. Like I wanted each program to have its own thing. And then how I decided, you know, what's going to be best for a mini mind, like what's going to be the theme, what is that going to look like, is I just really thought to myself, like, what are topics that people need more customized support with? Oh, well, like innovation, standing out in their industry. Okay, I'm going to call that trailblaze, shifting their business model and like stepping into micro offers, letting go of sales calls. 
okay, I'm going to call that shift and soar. You know, people building long-term reoccurring cash flow. Okay, I'm going to call that consistent cash flow. Like I thought of these ideas beforehand. Some I thought along the way. Because guys, you're going to find that as you step into micro offers, you know, what might be at first an idea for a group program, you're going to try that out and be like, oh, I could totally make this into a mini mine too. Now, obviously, I'm not going to launch them back to back. I'm going to have the group program maybe about consistent cash flow. And then maybe four or five months later, six months later, I'm going to come out with a mini mind that's called consistent cash flow, right? So that is my biggest suggestion. Now, there's going to be some things that you have in mind to teach. So a good way to like organize all this for yourself is I did this exercise like as soon as I decided this was what I was going to do. I made a huge list of all of the topics I'm currently teaching my clients. So this was amongst my one-on-one -on -one clients. It was amongst my mastermind clients, my group program right before it closed down. What was I teaching that I wanted to continue to teach? Because sometimes we can run into the situation where we're realizing we're teaching things because we think we have to teach them based on like what type of coach we are. And some things I crossed out. So I just want you to know that you can change and pivot at any time. Okay. And then I made a second list where it was like all the topics that I want to teach on in the future. And then I looked at those topics and I was like, okay, what makes sense is just a one-time training. Okay. That's going to be an idea for a paid masterclass. So I would write like PM next to the topic. And I'm like, okay, what's a topic that I have a solid process around it. And I know that clients are going to need some time to like try it out in between the trainings. Okay. Well, that's going to be a group program. So I'd write down GP. Then like any topics where I'm like, I know that people want more customized support on this. I would write down MM like mini mastermind. And then guys, it was just about me launching the first one I felt the most excited about and taking turns. So I would have a group program, then a mini mind, then I do a group program again, then a mini mind. And then I decided which ones do I want to make my signature group programs? Which ones do I want to make my signature mini minds? And even what paid masterclasses do I want to relaunch in the future too? Because guys, you're always evolving and growing and changing right in a good way so these topics are going to evolve with you as your business grows as you try on new things as this area that you coach in continues to evolve so even though it's the same program i mean there's clients that have taken content to cash flow now three different times because every time i teach it it's a little bit different it's like same same but different because the platform changes because like the new content that i put out is different. There's different results that I've gotten since then. Like there's always a new thing, a new way of teaching it. And honestly, guys, I just like teaching things live because it's fresh, it's live, the energy's behind it. So yeah. So Tiffany, that's what I would do for sure. Do you think that you have to have a full one-on-one -on -one offer before starting launch courses, group programs, masterminds, etc.? Okay, Gabby. So I just talked about this. I honestly, my experience has been, I literally had three one-on-one -on -one clients before I came out with a group program. So I recommend that your next offer, what I was saying to Tiffany was like, don't jump into micro offers and stuff. Cause honestly, guys, that's not going to set you up for long-term reoccurring cash flow. Because if your group program is only three weeks long or your mini mine's like six weeks long, like, and maybe the longest payment plan you have is four months. 
it's like, you know, if your one-on-one -on -one clients are finishing up or you don't have a lot of them, you're going to be selling these micro offers kind of out of scarcity. And that's not going to put you in a good position. That's going to attract quality clients. Right. And so, and you're going to do things like devalue yourself, lower your pricing. And I just don't want that to happen. And it's not setting you up long-term. So you're going to always constantly feel the pressure to launch something new all the time. Whereas like Gabby, if you decided like, okay, after I at least get three one-on-one -on -one clients, which honestly I was fine with that, I want to create something that's going to just help me with longer term reoccurring. So I would say something that's at least a six month commitment, you know, like a group program, like a mastermind would be ideal. And then there's a whole conversation around how to launch a mastermind, but that's what I would say. And then let's step into micro offers off of that because then the micro offers, here's what happens. You have reoccurring now from your one-on-one, -on -one, from your masterminds, right? And guys, like while you're selling these, you can still do fun things like cash injections, right? Where once a month for like four days, you offer like a course on sale or, you know, a couple masterclasses you have on sale, or you offer like a one-time call with you and a week of Voxer up for a discounted price. Right, because then what happens is people could buy those and then move on to one of these, right? I would still continue to do free masterclasses and paid masterclasses because that's considered a cash injection, obviously the paid ones. And then what's gonna happen is once you launch the mastermind, even if you get three people in there, then let's say you decide to make it rolling after it starts so people can join any time of year. Then when you start, adding on these micro offers, like you launch your first mini group program or your first mini mind, that income is now going to be built on top of this one, right? That like now like clients are on payment plans for 12 months, right? Rather than just three or whatever, you know, and you're still, you're launching your micro offers. Now you're still introducing cash injections, maybe once a month, right? If I only do one cash injection a month, and if you've been in my world, you know what they are, but this is going to have you build on top of the foundation that you have, right? So the micro offers that you release, if you release a three week group program after that, what's going to happen is now you have the opportunity to sell on the back end. So at the end of the group program, you can say like, okay, loved you guys so much. This was so fun. And if you wanted to move on to a one-on-one -on -one package with me, Gabby, you know, I have like short and long-term packages or my rolling mastermind, you get like 10% off or 5% off, or you get this bonus or you get an extended payment plan. You don't always need to give people a discount when you sell on the back end, but you certainly can if that feels right to you. But now it's like they have options. It's not just like only one-on-one, -on -one. Right. And again, you're not selling now these micro offers out of scarcity because you have that solid foundation of reoccurring that obviously is going to continue to build because once the mastermind's out, then on your stories, you can talk about your mastermind. It just wouldn't make sense to talk about it every day because there's not a start date anymore. Like people can join whenever they want. It's just about bringing, continuing to bring brand awareness to it and attention. Okay, Natalia said, hi, um, I'm still in the process of building a hot audience, but my group coaching program starts next week. And so far I have one client in. Do you recommend I reach out to people who have expressed interest but didn't sign up or just keep showing up and talking about it? 
Okay, Natalia, great question. So I believe guys, like when you're still in the process of building a hot audience, there is nothing wrong, number one, with genuinely inviting people who you already have relationships with to your offer, right? So even Natalia, I'm gonna get to follow up in a second, but Natalia, even if you made a huge list of people who you have relationships with, maybe you worked with in the past, who you know would be a really solid fit for your group program, like write their name down, make a spreadsheet, like put in their name, their Instagram handle, maybe some personal notes you have about that person. Then literally like the day that you reach out to them and then maybe put in like a follow-up date. So I only follow up with people guys when they answer me, but regardless if it's somebody you reach out to, let's say this is one group, right? People you already have a relationship with, you send them one of your Instagram stories where you're talking about your group program and you say something along the lines of like, I so see you in this, like, or, you know, I so see you in this and then send a voice note right after that and say, you know, um, I know this is random, but you know, as I was putting out my stories, you definitely came to my mind. I think you'd be a great fit for this program because the last time we talked, you mentioned you wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And like, this is what we're doing in the program, right? And then let's say they answer and they're like, yeah, send me details and you send them details and then they haven't signed up yet. Two days later, I would circle back with them. And this also goes for the people who you haven't heard from who asked for details and didn't buy yet. Follow up with them, right? And say the same thing for either person. So I always give people two days, right? So 48 hours. And again, there's nothing wrong with this. You're in the process of building a hot audience. Right now, I'm in a place where I don't need to do this so much as I did in the beginning, but obviously it supported, right, as I was building a hot audience, having things like follow-up, but it wasn't like spam follow-up. It was literally like, hey, so-and-so, I just wanted to follow up because my group program starts on blah, 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 and I haven't heard back from you, so let me know if there's anything else you need from me. That's it. Like literally that's it. No one's going to die. They're not going to hate you. Like I think people get so afraid to follow up with people. And I'm just like, do you know how many times, okay, Natalia, just as like a reminder, do you know how many times people back in the day in the middle of my business, like today, literally say to me, thank you so much for following up. Oh my God. Like I was going to get back to you. So thank you for this. Like people, like, I think we always assume we're bothering people. Like we're not, they are worried about their own shit. They're worried about going to the gym, dropping off their kids, like getting their work done. Like, you know, they are not hyper-focused on like joining your offer at a specific time. So sometimes just like, Hey, I'm here. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And you're not even asking them like, Hey, did you make a decision? Like you're not asking them that you're literally just saying like, let me know if there's anything else you need from me. And there's literally nothing wrong with that. Okay. So I would do that. I also, Natalia would think about maybe now that it's the end of your launch, a way to kind of like spice things up is you could do something where you're like, you know, for this week, when you sign up, you get an extended payment plan, you get a bonus, you get a free call with me or something like that. And then you can circle back with that client who signed up and be like, Hey, I decided to give this away this week, so I'm, I'm going to give you a call too, you know? So we can always add things in our launch that aren't necessarily a discount or anything like that, 
it's just an either easier way for people to stretch out the payments, a bonus. We can also like give a call, like we can throw in one of our courses that we have. Like there's literally so much that you can do towards the end. And plus you're not going to get bored talking about your offer because now there's this like new sexy thing that you added to the launch, which there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Gabby said, how do you decide what offers you do and don't share the price price points price points? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I go back and forth with this. I think one, it's very important to be open about your pricing because hello to never having a money objection again, when people reach out, because when they reach out and you've already put your prices on your stories, they already know the pricing. Right now, I think it's all about meeting yourself where you're at. If you're not ready to do that and you would rather share it with them one-to-one, that's totally fine. For me, a lot of times, some of my offers, like if you're already in my world, you're in my membership, you're in a group program, you're in a mini mind. If you reach out to me about my big mastermind or my in-person weekend or one-on-one, sometimes depending on if I've already done this with you or not, I will give you special pricing for upselling into something. So this is where I wouldn't share the pricing, right? Because, you know, if somebody's in my world and they reach out, they're going to get a different set of price points, right? So what I would say is, you know, this week it's this price or it's going to go up in price on this day, DM me for details. And then I'll have this little disclaimer at the bottom that says like, and people who are in my world get special pricing, like DM me for more details about that. So that's what I would say. Like that's kind of where I wouldn't share the pricing. Everything else, I am very, very upfront about the pricing because then it's like when people DM you, they already know what the pricing is. So that's what I would say about that. There's sometimes where it just doesn't make sense because then it's like, I don't wanna confuse people with like, here's the regular pricing if you're not my client. But then like, you know, if you're in my world, there's special pricing. Like I would rather just say, DM me for details, price goes up on this day. If you're in my world, you get special pricing as a little bit of a disclaimer. And then by me adding that, like clients who didn't know that that was a thing have reached out to me and been like, oh my God, like what would be the price then? You know, okay, um, I'm planning to host a free masterclass, but in the past i don't have a lot of people on these what do you think about doing it in a group and then taking the recording and repurposing it for a lead magnet also how best can i get most people on the training and also have a vip option where they can join me on zoom for q a do you decide all this when you don't have a hot audience and the group will be new okay so as don i would say my whole thing is is that like the reason maybe why people aren't signing up for master classes, like even if they're free or not, is because you don't have a way of nurturing your audience outside of the posts on your feed. So as much trust as you're creating with your posts and things like that, this could also be because maybe you're not documenting and selling enough on your stories, which also builds more trust, is that we got to have something outside of the posts on your feed. And this is where people do free Facebook groups. I also have clients that do free WhatsApp, Telegram, Boxer broadcast groups where it's literally free and they just drop value in there once a week. So people can't respond, but it's literally just like they, you know, drop questions or answers to questions in there. So you could certainly have like a Facebook group, they submit their questions in there and then you have a Boxer broadcast where you answer everything. 
which is kind of cool because it's like them having this little radio but that's what deepens the relationship. That's what makes them build trust with you. And that's what makes them want to say yes to whether something's free or $47,000. Like it's literally like, that's what builds trust. So in the beginning for me, it was like, before I even did master classes or anything, I had a Facebook group where I went live. It was like every Monday night, which I don't know why it was Monday, but every Monday night and I would teach on something. So it was almost like I was doing free masterclasses in a way, but I would just choose a hot topic. And guys, I would get these topics from all the conversations I was having with people on my Instagram. They would share with me problems that they were having. They would share, ask me questions, right? And so I was just giving out so much value. I was teaching on my stories. I was going live and teaching on my Instagram. And then once a week, there was always this exclusive place, which exclusivity is key. When people feel like there's this designated place where I'm only getting this type of value, that's what you want, right? Because your feed, everybody can see it, right? Especially if you have a public profile business, people can see it. We want a way to nurture our audience and deepen that relationship outside of the post on your feed. So guys, make it something you want to show up for. Like I love MGEMS. I love how potent it is. I love that we can just answer questions for 30, 45 minutes. Like, I love that, right? And it's on a day where I don't have coaching calls or Voxer. So I would say, if you're like, where do I go live? How often do I go live? How do I get people to sign up? So Asan, I would say get into a consistent rhythm of, again, having this exclusive place to nurture your audience. It does not have to be a Facebook group. I know not everybody's a Facebook group person. For me, what I struggled with in the beginning is I had this Facebook group. I did go live once a week in there. I choose a topic, I teach, and then leave some Q&A at the end, um, which at one point just got really exhausting because I didn't want to have to come and teach on a topic. I wanted people to come to me and ask me questions because I'm very much a responder, if you haven't noticed. But in between, it just felt really exhausting to constantly like keep the group engaged during the week. So I like tried out all these things. I also got suggestions about this from like my mentors at the time. But honestly, what works for me is like, let's just make this the group for M's Gems. Like you guys come in here, like I will maybe share if like a free masterclass is happening, you know, at the time, but this is really just for M's Gems. So you're going to be able to binge when you come in here, all the M's Gems episodes that I've done and obviously be able to attend the next one. So I just like that. Like, I just like that. So I would do that as done. And then, you know, after even like I did this from October, literally to March, where I was going live once a week in the Facebook group, I would go live at least once or twice on Instagram a week. I was giving value every single day in my stories. And this can just be from you documenting your lifestyle, documenting how you're living out what you teach your clients and obviously selling as well. And then I didn't have my first free masterclass until March. Now, would have I done it sooner? A hundred percent. I was making it out to be like, oh my God, like that's such a big girl thing, like having a masterclass. And I like held myself back for far too long. So I would have probably done, you know, that rhythm of just going live and having the group for probably like the first three months and then maybe doing my first free masterclass by month four, because then all of those people, like, why wouldn't they join the masterclass? And then on top of that, 
doing something like if you wanted an upgrade, you could say like, hey, for $27, $47, obviously meet yourself where you're at. Like I wouldn't price, like you can't, here's what I always say to people, you can't have a free masterclass and then jump to something that's like $2,000. Like it's not gonna convert that well, right? Like if we jump from like free to something higher ticket, so this is where creating like special offers on the back end of free masterclasses, like this pop-up Q&A you want to do, I would make it relatively lower ticket, that pop-up Q&A. And then it can either be immediately after, also take a breath. Like I would probably do it the next day or like two days later versus, you know, after you get in a consistent rhythm of that, let's say you do like a free masterclass then the next month you try on like a low ticket masterclass like a paid one this is where like the offer at the end like literally can be a little bit higher ticket because they're already invested they've already put money down to learn from you so this is when like i usually do paid masterclasses around the same time that i'm launching mini minds so that it's not like this dramatic jump from like free to something mid or high ticket so that's what i would do okay natalia did i answer your question let me know I love these tips for creating different nurture platforms. How do you balance other social medias like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, podcast? Do you have a strategy with these other ones? Good question. Okay, so my TikTok guys is hilarious because it is my like escape. I'm not currently using it to try to like push my business or anything. So yeah, honestly, it's whatever I feel like. Like it is, some of them are very goofy, the videos I put up, because it's just like, I want to build that resonance and connection. And I'm honestly just experimenting. Like I go on there for myself during my free time, because I like, I don't know, I've gotten really into like cop videos on there. I don't know. I just like watching it and going through other people's profiles. But everybody has had, my problem with TikTok is everybody has had a different theory about how to grow it. And I honestly just want to, fucking dominate Instagram, kind of use Facebook as a supporting platform for like my group programs are in there, my free Facebook group, even Facebook groups for masterclasses, but, or, and I use TikTok kind of as an outlet right now. So I maybe post every other day on there and it'll be sometimes where I'll take the post that I made on Instagram and then I'll talk it out on TikTok. Sometimes it'll be like a background video I have with like tips over it. And I'm just noticing and studying like what's doing well and what's not. Because lately I have gotten a lot of followers and a lot of likes and stuff. So I'm really just like experimenting. I would probably like wait to do anything with it in the future. I'm just like my focus and desire isn't really there. I'm just like it's I'm in the curiosity like experimenting phase. Then Facebook, I take, so let's say I made a carousel or a reel on Instagram. Guys, please do not repurpose carousels on Facebook. It doesn't look good. People aren't reading it properly because the photos are all mixed up. So here's what I recommend. Facebook, it's just a different platform. People are going there for long form posts. People are also going there to get to know you, your life more of your personal life, things like that. So I wouldn't necessarily post a picture of me and my boyfriend with this long text, unless it was like our anniversary, Valentine's Day, things like that. 
on my Instagram, but I would definitely put it on Facebook and I would like say something that I want to say. Right. So I maybe have a call to action at the end of my post only on Facebook, probably twice a week. Whenever I drop branding for a program, I will put it on Facebook and say something about it and tag my brand designer. And then I also do like kind of, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but when you just share like a short quote on Facebook and they have those like shitty, like clip art backgrounds, like I don't understand like why they don't innovate them. Cause I don't, they're so ugly. Like it's literally just like checkers or like plants. And I'm just like, can't these be like nicer at this point? Like it's 2023. But you can post like a quote, you can ask people like a question or just like provoke something, right? So I maybe do those like every two days on there. And yeah, but I mainly use Facebook to like obviously host my paid programs, my free group. I mean, that's what gets the most traction. Instagram is like my number, number one. Now, podcast is a smart way to do this is if you go live on Instagram, or you have a free Facebook group and go live in there, we literally take the audio from the live stream. Like my team will literally take this audio, they will download it. And then that's the audio for the podcast. And they'll just edit out the like ums or delays or whatever. So that's an idea. And then if you have a live on Instagram, the way you download it, if you literally Google like download Instagram live, there is this website where you can take the link to the live stream, put it in there. And it's this little generator that'll download it. So, oh my God, like I would just much rather do that than like sitting down recording separate episodes. Like I just, I'm not that person. Like I would rather be on a live thing interacting with people. And again, it's all about your personality. It's all about finding what's going to work for you. So that's the way that I just get things done very efficiently. So I don't think I answered the rest of the Facebook question. When you have a carousel or reel, take just a photo you have of you. And then whatever you were talking about in the reel, you can make it the caption. Whatever was in the carousel, literally take the text from Canva or your phone or wherever it was, put it as the caption on Facebook. Like, I just do that because I know how people interact with the platform. They're not going to interact with this like carousel that looks like a collage. Like they're just not, they interact with like one photo, long form text, or just like a quote or a question or something like that. that you're like asking, you're like provoking the audience and then they can vote on it. So that's what we do. But I'm excited for you guys. It is the start of the summer. Let's make some sales. Let's move, let's get going here, right? Not out of scarcity, but more so out of excitement, okay? And everything else I have going on is always on my Instagram stories. There's a mini mine, the in-person weekend. There are so many exciting things coming up. And yeah, I will see you guys on Instagram and all the things. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.